0: Everybody, and welcome back to Firewalls Don't Stop Dragons. I've got another good show for you this week. I've got some weekly news and our tip of the week, as always. Um, we're going to talk today about it. Uh, turns out Equifax wasn't 100% forthcoming with their uh, data breach about five months ago. There's a shocker. Uh, Apple is red faced about some important source code that was leaked. Lenovo was warning customers about critical bugs in their laptops. And Mac updates served up a side of malware with some of their more popular downloads. So let's start with the Equifax thing. So Equifax has now admitted that more data was stolen than originally thought. Um, This from an article uh, on CNN, quote, Additional information, including tax IDs and driver's license details, may have been accessed in the hack that affected 145.5 million customers, according to confidential documents Equifax provided to the Senate Banking Committee seen by CNN, the disclosure follows Equifax's original announcement of the breach in September, which comprised sensitive data like names, date of birth, social security numbers, and home addresses. In its original announcement of the hack, the company had revealed that some of the driver's license numbers some driver's license numbers were exposed. The new documents show that the license state and issue date may have also been compromised. In its response to lawmakers, Equifax said the pieces of information compiled is, quote, not exhaustive, unquote, but represents common personal information that hackers usually search for, end of quote. All right, so there's a few things in there. First of all, as you may recall, last fall, uh, Equifax announced about six weeks after it knew of the breach that 145 million customers were affected. That's like half the United States. Um, (laughs) and you know, they said, uh, from what they're saying now is they basically predicted the kind of stuff that was probably stolen, but they really don't know what was stolen. And now they're, I guess, basically saying, oh yeah, probably more stuff was stolen. So, okay. This was a horrible, horrible breach. And we talked about it a lot last fall, but to me at this point, The real travesty of all this stuff is that we haven't done anything about this there's been zero accountability for this there's no one's been fined no one's gone to jail there have been no there's no new legislation to protect consumers or to provide penalties for these things when they happen nothing has happened there was this huge outroar bipartisan outroar about about this breach and yet there's been no action taken there's there's zero incentive for companies like equifax to make any changes whatsoever and that is what we, that has got to change. So, anyway, write your congressman. I know I say that all the time, but that is how we get things done in this country. So, uh, let them know that there, that we need to have some accountability here. That we need some protections in place. That we need some sort of backup mechanism for when these things happen. Some sort of, you know, for instance, credit freezes should just be free. I mean, really, I mean. The credit, the credit bureaus hate that because that's how they make their money. Personally, I think all your credit stuff should be opt uh, should be opt in only, and no one should be getting your credit information but you or anybody you approve of on a per instance basis. But they give that information out to anybody who will pay, uh, and that's because that's how they make their money. Um, anyway, you're not the customer; you're the product, um, and you know we've you've got to. Our government has got to give you some more say in what happens here, and they've got to. You know, hold these companies accountable when they fail. All right. Anyway, so just FYI, F- Equifax is still offering a free credit freeze until June thirtieth. So if you haven't done that, definitely do that. Um, you might want to go back and uh, listen to some of the episodes where we talked about this. You really should get it if if you were affected or if you think you might be affected by this. Uh, you should really put a credit freeze on all three major credit bureaus. That's TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. Um, some states it's free. Some states it's costs I don't know ten bucks, twenty bucks, something like that. Um, But you should definitely do it. It's kind of a pain in the butt, but man, it's worth it. Um, Especially if you're, you know, if you're older and you're kind of done getting new credit, you know, you're not applying for new credit cards. You're not changing jobs uh, because employers often will pull your credit report um, when they're uh, evaluating candidates. You know, you're not getting a new mortgage. You're not getting new loans, those kind of things. Um, You know, just get it frozen. It's kind of a pain to freeze and unfreeze. Um, My wife just went in to get a business credit card and she's got to go, uh, unfreeze two of the three because they use one or the other and they don't know which. So <laughs> she's got to she had to unfreeze two of her two of those three accounts just to get a business credit card, um, and then she'll have to refreeze them when she's done. You know, but that's kind of where we're at right now, and that's the best practices we have for protecting yourself today. Unfortunately, in other news, uh, Apple had a rather embarrassing source code leak. Uh, source code, of course, is the uh, the language, the computer language instructions that make up all the software that you use. Every computer thing, every app, every game, that's all That's all software. And all that software boils down to code that some engineer like myself wrote uh, to make that application do what it's supposed to do. And, of course, that goes all the way down to the, the very low lowest levels of your computer. The operating system, the boot code, uh, everything that makes your computer just turn on when you hit the power button. Uh, and there was some uh, code that, of course, Apple called iBoot. Of course, they have i everything, right? Um, that was leaked. Someone, somebody, it looked like a maybe a disgruntled former employee posted a bunch of this Apple source code on the public internet. Um, I don't know why. Um, I'm sure that Apple will be going after this guy with uh, with all guns from a legal standpoint. Um, but. Okay. Turns out it's not quite as bad as it sounds. So the code they released is, is the iBoot code is is very low level code um, that you would think would be prime target for hackers, and in general it would be. But uh, let me just read this statement from Apple on this, and I'll kind of explain it. So Apple's response was this quote. Old source code from three years ago appears to have been leaked, but by design, the security of our products doesn't depend on the secrecy of our source code. There are many layers of hardware and software protections built into our products, and we always encourage customers to update to the newest software releases to benefit from the latest protection, unquote. So that's a great response, Um, assuming it's true. (laughs) Um, But I believe Apple is doing this. I believe Apple is... Uh, on top of this stuff. And they, they know about defense in depth. You don't just have one layer of defense. You've got to have multiple layers and they've got to be different in nature uh, to prevent your systems from being hacked. So, you know, so a, this, this code is old. So it's iOS nine basically. So it's uh, it's from two or three years ago. Uh, And since all of Apple's iPhone and iPad updates are free, most likely there's very few people out there even still running iOS nine. So there's that second, Um, they're right if they've done their code correctly uh and it's hard to do it it, it, this is a trick this is this is not easy but if uh, the idea being your your code should be secure even if the bad guys can look at your code um it should be secure enough that even if they know how you do it they still should not be able to break it um now that's you know better easier said than done of course and you know despite their kind of nonchalant attitude here um It does give hackers a little bit of a leg up, but most hackers never get access to that code. So most hackers, the way they do hacking is not by looking at source code. So whatever techniques they've already been using to try to hack that code, they're going to keep using. Um, But this will give them spin sites. Some of that code is probably still around. Um, Certainly their techniques uh, and the way they approach things, those things are probably still around. They may not be. Um, but if I was a hacker, and I was looking at that code. Yeah, that would give me some, some ideas, some things to try. So it's not a great thing that this source code was released. But um, I think, as Apple said, it's not the end of the world either. Um, of course, time will tell. Now that the code is out there, we'll see if, uh, if for some reason, Apple uh, phones start getting jailbroken more often. This is this boot code is uh, is likely to be the place where somebody might jailbreak a phone, which is called um, or rooting a phone. That bypasses all the security on the phone and, and, and all the security protections that Apple's put in to allow you to do other things. And some people do that because they want to put applications on their phone that Apple doesn't approve of. Um, I would highly recommend against that um, because it, you're just asking for trouble. But anyway, it, interesting story and it brought a couple of global uh, interesting issues around um, uh, the software you know, source code and security practice. So I thought I'd bring it up. Okay, next up, Um, this is from an article in Threat and I'm just going to read a little bit to you here. It says, uh, Lenovo warns critical Wi-Fi vulnerabilities impacts dozens of ThinkPad models. And from the article, it says, Lenovo warned customers on Friday that two critical Broadcom vulnerabilities impacts 25 models of its popular ThinkPad brand. The vulnerabilities were first revealed in September, and originally they were only reported to uh, impact specific Broadcom chipsets. Used in Apple iPhones, Apple TV, and Android devices. Lenovo has expanded that list to include two dozen ThinkPads that use Broadcom's blah, blah, blah wireless chip for Windows 10, when LAN driver for Windows 10. According to the Lenovo advisory, the Wi Fi chipsets chipsets contain the same firmware vulnerabilities, blah, 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 patched by Apple and Google in September. Okay. Lenovo is recommending affected ThinkPad customers update their Wi Fi driver versions. Uh, Affected ThinkPad SKUs are. ThinkPad 10, L460, P50S, T460, T460P, T460S, T560, X260, and Yoga 260. So basically, if you've got a Lenovo ThinkPad with one of those, one of those names, one of those models, um, you should uh, go to the Lenovo website or use. My guess is that the Lenovo products probably have a built-in software updater. Uh, you might try finding that utility on your ThinkPad. Um, to, and, and update your their software from there. If not, you can go straight to the Lenovo website uh, and look for their Wi-Fi drivers and find the one for your model, download it, and install it. This is their laptops and you're, this is a Wi-Fi vulnerability, you're probably taking that laptop out in public and you're probably using public Wi-Fi, so I would get this patched for sure. All right, our last story today is about uh, Mac update and a bad set of installers that it was providing to its people. Uh, Mac update is a website like several others, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, um, that conveniently pull together common downloads applications, um, that people often search for. And it's a one-stop shop. You go to this place and you, you could find all your downloads in one spot. Very convenient. Uh, Mac update was one of the more popular ones. And, uh, obviously hosts a lot of Mac based software. Unfortunately, that for a very brief period recently, the following applications came with a side of malware along with the original applications. Uh, Deeper and Onyx, uh, those are both by Titanium, Titanium Software. Those are utility applications. And Firefox, the browser. Uh, the link sent the link on the Mac Update site sent people to a non-Mozilla site. Mozilla is the owner of Firefox. Um, and so basically the Mac Update was sending people downloads and installers that not only installed the, the app they wanted, but installed apps that they didn't want. And in this case, the, the, the malware on the side that came with these was crypto mining software, uh, software that in the background on your computer was mining for Bitcoin or Monero or one of the several uh, cryptocurrencies. So basically using your power and your CPU uh, to make them money. So while it probably didn't do anything bad to your computer, it's still wasting your power and your time and your CPU and all that other stuff. So you don't want this. And this is going to lead us to our tip of the week. And our tip of the week is always go to the source. Uh, This is a simple one, but it's a very important one. Uh, These sites grew up because, you know, it all started when the Internet uh, came around and it was easy to go download software from the Internet instead of getting CDs, you know, in the mail or having to go buy stuff at the store. Um, you know, it was very nice to have one, one place to go where you could get all your favorite apps in one spot. Uh, so places like MacUpdate, download.com, softpedia.com, ZD download. There's, there's several of these sites out there. These are just some of the most popular ones. Um, and you know, they, what they do is they, they have advertising of course, because that's how they make their money. Uh, And I'm sure they get kickbacks, um, by promoting certain products over others and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, but the trade-off was convenience. So you go there and you've got access to everything you need in one spot. Easy to search. You know, they have download counts. They have ratings. Uh, you know, that they tried to offer some services on top of these things to make it easier to find what you want and evaluate, you know, which of two different apps you might want to get. You know, if they are do two similar things, but you can look at the ratings and that kind of thing. Okay. So the problem with all this stuff is now is these sites, because... The bad guys know that people are coming here. They can compromise these sites and put their malware attached to all these downloaders. This has happened over and over again. Um, so you're really, your best bet today is always, always just to go to the source. So if you want to download Firefox, go directly to mozilla.org. Um, if you you know want to download Onyx, go straight to Titanium Software's website. Um Whenever you need to download an app, go to the source, don't get it through one of these aggregators. Um, it's just one more place where somebody can mess with the download and and attach something to that that you didn't want. So I know it can be hard to find some of these things like, you know, a lot of people may not know that Firefox came from Mozilla. So we do rely on search engines to find these things in a lot of cases. And that's that's okay. If you don't know exactly which site to go to, uh, in other words, you can't type in you know mozilla.org because you don't you know how to spell it or you don't know that that's where that's from go to google go to duckduckgo um and search search on the application you're looking for you know search on firefox download or uh, onyx download uh, or onyx app download something like that um the search engines are probably going to point you to the right place um you know search search engines may be the next place where hackers go to hack Um, where they send you to the wrong place. And when that happens, (laughs) we're going to be even deeper trouble. Um, But for now, my advice is always go to the source. Uh, This applies to some other cases too, and not just software downloads. So, you know, when you get emails um, from PayPal or Best Best Buy or um, eBay or the IRS or your bank, uh, and they, you know are saying, click this link to download this, or click this link to fix your account, or click this link to sign up for this contest, or uh, whatever. It's easy to just want to click on that, but I would, if you really want to do it, I would just go directly to the website yourself. Either manually type in the the address yourself, you know, bankofamerica.com, ebay.com, paypal.com, uh, or again, use a search engine to find it. Um, one reason search engines might be a little bit better is because there's actually a lot of bad guys out there who are doing what they call typo squatting which is they register the site with a most common typo of the name that you're trying to reach and then that site is a bad site so but the bad guys know that we're not good at typing so the so they've actually gone to the trouble of registering the domain names for common typographical errors on popular websites and either direct you to some other site that you just didn't want, that is going to, you know, get them a little bit of money for showing you ads or trying to be malicious and actually trying to impersonate the site that you really wanted to go to and serving up malware. So sometimes it's better to let the search engine find it for you because it's more likely they'll weed out the typos for you. Another another go to the source uh, situation will be if you get an email from somebody, you know, a friend of someone, a family member and that email looks fishy. Like, I don't really think that person would have sent this to me, uh, go to the person directly, uh, some other, preferably through some other mechanism, because if their email account has been hacked, uh, or if their phone has been hacked, maybe you got a text message from them. Um, and then a, replying to that could just be replying to the bad guy and they gonna say, Oh yeah, that's me. Right. So. Anyway, if you have the opportunity and see something fishy like that, go directly to the source, but in a different, uh, mechanism and say, Hey, did you send this? And, uh, if they did great, uh, if they didn't, then they might want to be telling their friends and family that their account's been hacked, uh, and disregard these emails. And then that person should be changing their password right away. Um, one last thing, phone calls, uh, also not exempt from this, uh, especially during tax time. There's a lot of fraud out- going on out there. So if you get a call that's either too good or too bad to be true, um, it probably is just hang up and call back to that number directly, find the public number for whatever that, uh, you know, the IRS, uh, your bank, um, uh, whatever the case may be, find out, find that number directly and just call them back. Or, you know, of course you don't have to be rude. If it's, if you, if you're not sure, you can say, uh, I'll need to call you back or I got to run right now, whatever, you know, I got go to the bathroom, uh, make something up, hang up and then call them back directly. And there we have it. Another show in the can, as they say. Uh, That's the end of firewalls. Don't stop Dragon this week. Tune in next week. We're going to have an interview uh, with Patrick Wardle. He's an ex NSA hacker, and he's got some really great security tips for us. We're going to talk to him. And until then, you might, of course, check out the usuals. Check out the check out my blog. Check out the newsletter. Check out the book. Um, I've got some maybe exciting information coming about the book coming up soon. I'll tell you more about that in the coming weeks. Um, But uh, otherwise, go to firewalls. Don't You can find all the information there. Uh, again, if you want some of these tips sent to your to your mailbox every week, or if you know somebody else who might send them to my newsletter, uh, I try to post blogs more often now. And I, and often they're similar to the topics we cover here in the show, but they're, um, a little more, uh, a little more, uh, wordy, <laughs> uh, with lots more links and things like that too. So if you, if one of the topics that we talk about in the show, especially the, usually the tip of the week. Um, is something that interests you or you want more info, you go to the show notes on the America Out Loud website or you can go straight to Firewalls Don't Stop Dragons and there's probably going to be a blog article there about it too. So that's going to wrap up our show for this week and until next week, as always, don't get caught with the drop down. Take care.